He said, you're gonna do something. It's gonna make you a shitload of money. You're gonna go on stage, tell everybody what you did, and nobody's gonna do it. My cost to make $1,500 commission sales used to be 100 bucks in financial service. So I was like, wait a second, this thing could work. I spend 100, I make 1,500. So that was the beginning of the click in my brain that this is better than car sales. You know, car sales, you sit there, sell someone a car, drive around with strangers, maybe die. Did you guys see that prank that a guy did? Went to a car salesman, but it was actually a Formula One driver. And they put a little thing in and they said, can I test drive the car with, it was like a Camaro or something. And he took off. It's one of the funniest, the guy's face sitting next to him. So I didn't want to be that car salesman. Now I'm spending a hundred, making 1500. Right now you have to spend about 1300 to make 1500 in the same business. So lesson number one, I don't have my whiteboard. Catch trends before most people. You'll make a hell of a lot more money. If you study economics, I didn't go to college, but I did go for like one quarter and one class said, in the long run, there's no excess profits in anything. New entrants enter into the game, they're more sophisticated. So in 2008, fast forward seven years later, I got in the Facebook beta advertising program. Again, not really because I was smart, but I kind of stumbled into it. I was at a conference or somebody, and someone was like, there's a new thing coming out, Facebook ads. And I went, all right, let's try. I was doing MySpace ads before then. 2015, I got into YouTube ads. Now, I wasn't the first, and you don't have the, one of the things that I'll say about trends, Alan Nation was my second mentor, and he said, Ty, never be the first or the last to try a new trend. So a lot of you in this room, there's some things you can do in social media that are already being done, but not by that many people. So there's still big opportunity there outside of just Facebook ads. And I'll get to that in a second on a strategy. I, got, I was one of the first people. So I got into YouTube early. Who here has seen any of my YouTube videos ever? On purpose or not wanting to? Sorry about that. <laughs> I looked today. I just passed on. I would show it, but I can't get this screen to show. I just passed 1.1 billion minutes watched on YouTube. So it's a lot. There's a lot of power in YouTube. Not just YouTube, Facebook, of course. So catching trends relatively early. You might not get $100, you know, cost to make $1,500 sale, but there's still big, big spreads and disparities. I mean, crypto right now. Who here is doing crypto? Crypto watch. Crypto watch. Yeah, I was there at their little, their talk a couple days ago. Right now, I got a buddy. He put, what did he put in? 340000 in February. He sent me a screenshot. He's got $19.9 million today. They're not bad. They're not bad. No game. Again, you watch that profit, excess profit will go away. So one of the things, a practical takeaway that I feel like, I don't, how long do I have to talk? I'm not sure. But one of the practical things I'd like you to take away from this is be a trend catcher, whether it be in crypto. And we live in a world that's highly cynical and some of that cynicism is justified. There's a lot of scams out there, but I will tell you, you will occasionally take one or two steps backwards catching new trends, but you will go 100 steps forward in my experience. I rarely, if you have a little bit of common sense, which I know is no longer common in the world, but if you have a little bit of common sense, you will catch trends when most people still think that they're, you know, people still think in crypto is BS, you know? It's funny. Jamie Dimon, you know who this guy is? He, he announced that Bitcoin is a, Ponzi, pyramid, whatever you want to call it, right? 
Simultaneously, I know I'm friends with a guy named Brock Pierce, who's the head of the Bitcoin Foundation. So I was over at Brock's house and we were talking about this. Well, I don't know if Brock's doing it, but Jamie Dimon simultaneously hired, I think, 100 blockchain developers to build out his own trading desk for crypto. See, Jamie Dimon's tricky. If you're in a room or at a table in Las Vegas, and after 30 minutes you haven't figured out who the sucker in the room is, you're the sucker. So all Jamie Dimon's kind of tricky. He's like, oh, crypto sucks. And then simultaneously, he's playing a poker hand that build me crypto. I got to make money in this. The number one ETF of 2017, I was just reading this yesterday, highest returning ETF exchange trader fund was one that was in crypto. But the profit's going to become trickier as smarter people get it. Same with affiliate marketing and same with social media. I saw it right now, 2001, you're buying 10 cent clicks. 2018, you're buying $17 clicks. Facebook ads, when I turned on Facebook ads in 2008, I don't know if I was the first person, but I was, I was in their beta, it wasn't available. I remember I went, I lived on Hollywood. Who's ever been to Hollywood? You ever been to Hollywood and Vine? It's the most famous intersection in Hollywood. It's been in the more, most movies. And years ago, I thought it'd be cool to live there. So I lived there. And then I also discovered it is also the loudest corner in Hollywood. Dude, it would wake me up at four in the morning, six in the morning, eight in the morning. But one night when I was in that condo or apartment, I went down to eat sushi and I came back and I made like $19,000 from Facebook ads profit. And I was like, well, all right, I, I need to go eat sushi more often. I'm making 20 grand in an hour. And it's not like that anymore. Facebook ads is still good, but who here is doing Facebook ads? Yeah. So all the money in this game of life is purely catching trends. And if you look at Fortune, uh, if you look at Forbes list people, I was lucky enough, I had dinner with Steve Ballmer, me and him. He owns the Clippers, but he also built Microsoft with uh, Bill Gates. And he's worth $33 billion. The richest guy. I've, I've hung out with some ballers. He's the next level. There's not many people. But once again, what did he do? Microsoft, computing. You got to catch the trends very early. Here in Vegas, last time I was here, I was with the Forbes list guy who built Poker Stars. You guys know Poker Stars? He sold it for five billion cash. Again, one of the first people in poker. So try to figure out like what can you be first at or in the first wave. It's actually first wave. You don't need to be first. There's something for if you took we took a moment of silence for a second. And everybody here thought, what is something you could be first wave? I guarantee there's something. It could be crypto, it could be something affiliate marketing. Could be SMS marketing. That one hasn't caught on as much as it should have caught on for affiliates because people are afraid of some things, but SMS marketing's for real. American Idol had made 100 million through texting. That's, that's how they were making their money. Now, it wasn't SMS marketing per se, but it was similar. So you should think about it. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. 
One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's, let's do a little, while I'm talking for a second, I'm going to come back to this. If anybody's willing to share a trend, but write something down, even if you don't want to share it, because I'd like to go through a few trends. Yes. Tiny houses. Good. That's a trend. I know a guy named Andy Lee that was doing that a long time ago, but it still hasn't caught on, and it's a big trend. What else? Anybody else? Yes, sir. Cannabis. (laughs) Marijuana. Yeah, that's a trend. That's for sure. People are making tons of money in marijuana. I, that is, for, and especially with the law changes. What else? Backpacks. Backpacks. backpacks yeah. Oh, backpacking. Russ, you guys know Russell Brunson? Yes. So he told me, he, he, I got a, a, a show, a business show. So he was on the show last month. And he told me, I said, what's something you've seen somebody do this year that's really killed it? And he goes, well... This guy who had never sold online, made a Shopify account, and of course, this is verified income because he owns, I'm sorry, ClickFunnels. So he owns ClickFunnels, he can see what's making money. So this guy started selling, experimenting and selling flashlights, survivor flashlights. And he made 20, was it 21 million so far? It wasn't even in the whole year, at good margins. So that's what I'm saying. Now that's something flashlights per se is not necessarily sound cutting edge, but it, you can take something old and make it cutting edge by adding the word survivor. All of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't want a fucking flashlight. I need a survivor flashlight. Somehow it, the lens magically makes me survive as opposed to a regular flashlight. I don't know what a survivor flashlight does, but when you see the news, North Korea, people are buying People are buying. They're worried about nuclear holocaust. Some of you right here should be on ClickFunnels. And I don't, I don't get paid at all. I'm not, I should get paid for promoting this stuff. But I'm, Shopify, if you want. Get on there and use some of your affiliate skills to catch those trends, too. How many people here are affiliates that also run their own product offers? How many people here do third party? They promote for something else. So it's more of that. So maybe 2018, a cutting-edge thing you can do is for those of you who only push other people's products, find something cutting edge you can push yourself. All right, so I also need to talk about the subject matter of my speech. So another thing that I consider cutting edge trend that a lot of you, I'll give you my formula, you can steal it from me, and I can't even say I invented it, but I use it a lot. So edutainment is one. So basically making your content much more fun. And you see this being done a little bit. So I use edutainment and you can make a lot of money. You can make 50 million bucks, you can make 100 million bucks, I can tell you that. Those are real numbers that can be done and some of you don't need to make that much, make 500 grand. So let's, let's dissect edutainment, what I mean by that term. Because it is cutting edge still, even though it's 2018. Number one, it has education in it. Obviously, the first word, the EDU word. And then the second is the entertainment side. So think about the school. Who here thinks they had the world's best? Who here went to public school? Raise your hand. Under, not, not necessarily college, but 
junior high, high school. Okay, who here looks back and goes, greatest experience of my life. I learned precisely what I needed to learn. Anybody have that feeling? One, where did you go to school? Were you, was Elon Musk your teacher or something? <laughs> what, what happened to you? That, that you're the first time somebody's ever raised their hand in it. No matter how big the crowd is, people universally hate their childhood education because it's basically centralized and idiotic. Probably the best way to put it, but educate, everything else has changed in the world since the 1800s. We do not have the same medicine. Your doctor, before he does surgery, he has figured out to wash his hands. 1800s, people are like, ah, what do you mean wash your hands? They would stick their hands in dead bodies, cadavers, do their dissections, then come and give birth, uh, help a woman give birth. 50% of women are dying and they can't figure it out. You know, Maybe it's a curse, maybe it's the air. Nowadays, we've improved. Doctors wash their hands for 30 minutes before they do surgery on you or something like that. You know, they go through this intense thing. Everything's better in medicine or, or changed. Transportation. This December 31st, I spent with my grandma in San Diego. She saw her 100th New Year's. When she was born, World War I was going. She's born February 1918. And I asked her, how did you used to travel around? She's like, horses. And she came to America on a boat. I said, what's your best memory in your life? She said, probably seeing the Statue of Liberty. So my grandma's a true American story and loves America for that. She's born in Germany. And transportation's changed. Who here has taken a boat last time they wanted to go to London? They had to zigzag. So my grandma said she got seasick. I said, how was the boat ride? She said, I got seasick. We were zigzagging. I'm like, why? She's like, U-boats. The German. Who here has ever traveled in fear of German U-boats. So everything's better in travel, business, communication, education. If you go back to when my grandma was a little girl, it's the same education. You sit in a room, boom, you have a teacher, generally has a book they're reading out of, chalkboard, and you memorize reading, writing, and arithmetic, which are valid subjects, but not that valid in a modern world in the way that they're taught. So each of us here, as we're on the internet, every time there's a problem in the world, you can either complain about it and get butt hurt, or you can make money from it and help the world simultaneously, which is what I call win-win situation. So when you start educating people, so let's say you have an offer. I'll try to apply this to pure. I'm not a pure affiliate marketer. I do do quite a bit of affiliate marketing, but for other people's products, but it's not my main income. If you are pushing, I don't know, a diet offer, like, if you can make something genuinely educational and funny simultaneously, there's serious money in that. I'm telling you. I had a video where I bought a Lamborghini. This is one of the videos probably a lot of you have seen. I did about four variations of it. It passed 600 million views. 200 million people watch my stuff. It's, it's a large number. So I can tell you. And that was a video where I showed Lamborghini which to the average person, I don't know what you were like when you're growing up, but when I was young, one of the rewarding educational things was like the Batmobile or something, right? Instead of me talking, instead of me pulling up my phone, and I did that in January 25th, 2015, I made this video, and I just had bought a Lamborghini, not for the commercial, I had bought it for um, Halloween. I was going to be Batman for Halloween, and I didn't 
and I, I wanted to get a car and I was like, I'm gonna go get a black. So I bought this black Lamborghini Gallardo and that was it for Halloween. And then three months later, I was at home one Sunday and actually my friend, is Alex Mayer here, Maya? So one of my business partners, we weren't business partners at the time. He had embarrassed me one time. He didn't know it because he's a hard worker and he's very lucky. His first business has now passed a billion dollars in revenue. He's done a billion dollars. So he was down in, San, in LA visiting me and he goes, I said, we should go out. And he goes, why? I said, I don't know. I've been working hard. He goes, Ty, recreation is overrated. Let's make money. He's a money-oriented guy. So that was a month before. That, su- that Sunday, whatever it was, January 20-something, I was about to go out with my friends in L.A., and I texted them. I remembered. That's why you need mentors, even if they're just friends. Their words ringing in my ear. His words ringing in my ear, like, Ty, recreation is overrated. So I remember, I literally said this to myself. I don't know if I've ever shared this in a video. I remember saying to myself, I was like, I wonder what I can do if I, I wonder what will get done tonight if I just cancel and focus on working. So I texted all my friends. They were going to a club and I'm like, I'm going to stay in, get some work done. And then I didn't know what to do because I had, so, I, you know, you got too many things to do. So I had this, it, it's, I saved the phone. It was not this phone, but it was the same green case. This is my lucky color in phone cases. Cause I took that phone and I went in my garage and it was unscripted. I hadn't read anything out. And I knew I had a black Lambo in there. I was like, I should make a YouTube. Cause I was just starting to do YouTube. I'd only done YouTube for a couple months and nothing really had big had hit. So I just grabbed this and I was reading something about Warren Buffett. And I was like, should I start with the educational side in this video? Should I bore people by going, okay, value investing by Warren Buffett. You need to understand how to, you know, figure out the present value of a future sum of money. Like that video probably would not have been entertaining and gone viral. So I just went, I'm here in my garage. Just got this uh, Lamborghini, you know. And then I started talking. I think the video is like three to five minutes. And I threw in education. At the end, I was like, basically the point was everybody wants a Lamborghini, but you get, the way you get it is these books, which is basically downloading the intelligence of a whole person's life, 40 years, a career, in one little book you buy for 10 bucks. And I was like, if you download enough of those into your brain, you become a money-making machine. And it's true. I had actually learned that Warren Buffett wrote a book for five-year-olds, for kindergartners. And the first chapter says, the more you learn, the more you earn. So in that Lamborghini video, I first show the Lamborghini and then I talk about it. And that I launched that video and it went insane. And I had this program called the 67 Steps that I decided to monetize the video on the back end. And I had a conference like January 29th or something, four days after that. And this thing starts going viral. Boom, boom, we start boosting it, you know, boosting it. No idea that this thing would go like that. And I remember I had a conference in the Roosevelt Hotel, January 29th. And one of my marketing guys was sitting in the back and I'm giving a talk like this. There's 400 people, whatever. And he's in the back. I can see he's laughing back there. I'm like, what the hell? So I, when I'm done speaking, I go, I'm like, what's so funny? Are you watching like YouTube viral videos? He goes, I'm refreshing the income pay. I think we made $110,000 while I was sitting up there uh, on stage. Because guess how much YouTube 
Now YouTube video is a lot harder. Who here has tried to do YouTube video? It's not the same. I was like the only person that wasn't a brand in the world buying YouTube videos. So you're buying clicks for, you're buying views for like a penny. Now it's quadruple or more. And you just make it. He was, he's like, this is funny, man. He's like, every time I refresh, it goes up a thousand dollars. It's like ding, ding, ding. So that's the power of one, catching a trend. Two, working when other people are playing. But not just working hard, but working smart, incorporating in these tactics. And three, that's the power of edutainment. There's no way a video. There, that video is the most watched business video in history of mankind. And it's not even a pure video. There's nothing even close. Find one business video with 100 million views. So I have about five versions if you add them all together. I think about, it's billions of people. It's a it's been seen more than a billion times. YouTube doesn't count it as a view if it's, I think, under 30 seconds. But trust me, you get a lot of branding from 29 seconds that you didn't pay for. So you, you're talking in the billions, and it's not because I'm smart. It's just because going back to 2001 when I'm sleeping on that couch, I started to, to figure out a simple formula, which is you got to catch trends while the whole world is blind to it. And edutainment, believe And you know what the crazy thing is? Very few people. Alan Nation, the same mentor in like 2003, told me, he goes, the crazy thing you're going to find in your business career. And I did not believe this guy. He said, you're going to do something. It's going to make you a shitload of money. You're going to go on stage, tell everybody what you did, and nobody's going to do it. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow-through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.